This is the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman, brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All right, here we go. It is the Midlife Mail Podcast. Greg Scheinman here with you today. Thank you so much for being here and joining us each week. Thank you for all the great feedback. We appreciate the positive reviews, appreciate hearing from you guys and some gals every week on the topics we are covering both on the Midlife Mail podcast as well as on my blog. If you like what you hear and what you are reading, keep those good reviews coming. Share the show and the blog with your friends. Leave those positive reviews, the thumbs up. It means a lot as we keep the Midlife Mail movement growing each week want to talk to you guys about a couple of little things before we get into the episode this week. The first one, Dr. Todd Do It, midlife male guest on the podcast, The Little Black Book of Leadership. Revised and updated, this is Todd's book on essential advice for new managers. I just picked this up. I'm enthralled in this book. I'm giving copies of it to our people here at Inns Group, handing it out to some friends, other guests in the show. I am super, super impressed with what Todd is doing. I really like this book. I think developing corporate culture, how to be a better leader, the advice that he gives, all really, really great stuff. Uh, if you want to learn more about Todd, go to drdoit.com. He's super active also on LinkedIn Learning. You can find his stuff there. And I think you just really like what what he's doing with leadership, with authenticity, and just a super guy that that he is. So check that out. And Todd, thank you very much for the books. I appreciate you signing them. And most importantly, I really appreciate the value that you are providing to me and our team here as well. If you listen to the show and you read the blog and you're here, you know I'm a big fan of CBD, focus a lot on sustainability, longevity, recovery, and both Kate and I have been experimenting, hacking, trying um, various brands of CBD over the last couple of years, both the tincture, which goes under your tongue, the liquid format and dissolves, as well as some of the various lotions and other applications out there. And we've come across one that we are big fans of. Um, it's called Canvas 1839. You can go to canvasrelief.com and check them out. They're out of Austin. It is a super clean, well-curated, well-produced product. I'm particularly a fan of the cream and how it works, putting it on my sore Achilles, which has been killing me of late, and it's been helpful, uh, rubbing it on my shoulder, which has also been troubling me, um, and it's been extremely, extremely helpful. I keep this next to my bed, use it daily out there, and have become a fan of of what they are, what they're doing. Um, the mission of Canvas is to help people feel better. Certainly something we could all get into. If you're interested in the product, go to canvasrelief.com. You could use promo code MIDLIFEMAIL to receive 20% off of your offer. 
uh, off of your order there and check them out. Highly encourage you to do so. All right, let's get into this week's episode. We are talking about Huron, okay? And I've got Matt Mullinex, the CEO and founder of Huron on the Midwife Mail podcast with me today. Huron is A-plus personal care for guys everywhere. I am using their body wash, their face wash, and their moisturizer right now. And I have really come to love the product. It is clean. It smells great. Smells so great that when the package showed up at my office, even the receptionist said, this smells terrific. What's in this box? And I opened it up to reveal the red, white, and blue packaging of Huron. Started using the products. Excellent value. Excellent quality. I am obsessed, if you will, with my skin as a bald guy, as an older guy. um, Having clear skin is really important to me. Uh, I am the guy who will stay in when his his face is off. It's game a little bit. Um, The puffy eyes, the wrinkles, you know, the spots, the blemishes, the imperfections, I can't stand it. So when I find something that works, that's a good value, I stick with it. Huron is that product. As a father as well, I got boys 16 and 13. They're dealing with their own skin issues. I don't like to see them, you know, with a lack of confidence or not feeling great about their skin. You want to help in every way you can. Be supportive, be responsible, find things that work. So I've got the boys using Huron as well to good results. So we're pleased about that. You're going to hear from Matt all about his own issues with his own skin and skincare and products and the motivation and inspiration to start Huron. Check them out also at Use Huron. That's Use Huron, H-U-R-O-N.com. You can also use the promo code MLM20 to get 20% off your first order. Give them a shot. But first, let's hear from Matt Mullinex, CEO, founder of Huron, on this week's Midwife Mail podcast. Matt, thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Greg. Appreciate the opportunity. So we got connected through a uh, mutual friend, Dave Maloney, at the D10 Decathlon. So shout out to Dave. Thank you for putting us together. And within a few days, this package shows up at my office that I go down to pick it up. And the first thing my receptionist says to me is, this thing smells so good. What is <laughs> in, in there? Uh, and it was my first box of Huron products. So tell us a little bit about what Huron is to get started. Sure. So, you know, at, at its core level, Huron delivers A-plus personal care products for guys everywhere. Um, you know, what does that mean? You know, we feel that really guys everywhere should have access to amazing personal care products. And to date, the men's category has been largely bifurcated into the same products that a lot of us have been using since middle school on one end. And on the other end, products that are just prohibitively expensive, kind of magic potions, as we like to call them. And we don't really know what they do. 
So what we try to do is build a really efficacious, healthy, better for you, um, but also great smelling, great feeling line of products at price points that don't break the bank. Um, so that was kind of the the original, uh, you know, the original initiative from from really time zero. Mm-hmm. So, ironically, I'm reading a book right now called Face to Face by Brian Grazer, uh, the Hollywood producer. It's all about face to face communication and conversations and how important it is to make eye contact, look up from your phones, and be face to face with people. So it, it's ironic, also, as we're talking about skincare products. Because the confidence in in my skin, in my appearance, how I'm looking and feeling, you know, is paramount to being able to have these effective face-to-face communications because you're not, you know, when you're confident in your appearance, you're feeling at least you're doing the best you can. You generally sure. have a better better chance of looking people in the eye, you know, and feeling, yeah. feeling good about it. Um, what is it with Huron that um, you guys are after that, in a way, as you said, makes it a, a better product overall? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think for me, you know, the why I got started in the category is, you know, as a kid growing up and actually, which continued into my mid to late 20s, is I just had really bad skin. So my efforts ranged from the more medicinal route, a la Accutane, uh, to literally buying anything and everything on shelf at your local CVS or Walgreens. Uh, but none of it seemed to work. And it wasn't until I was actually living in the Bay Area that I began to experiment with some products that were a bit more premium, but I just couldn't stomach paying $70 a month for body wash. So for me, I started to kind of do some diligence and figure out, you know, why was it that these products in particular were working where others hadn't? I think for me, what it kind of boiled down to was kind of a notion that less is more, right? Where, you know, sometimes we're guilty of Maybe you get a breakout and you try and throw the kitchen sink at this, at this zit or this pimple or this breakout to try and fix it, uh, which is not great for your skin. And also this notion of just better inputs oftentimes yield a better output. You know, if you think about a a clean diet or a a consistent workout regimen, those are two really good analogs for that notion. Um, You know, so we started off on this journey, you know, my, my business partner, Matt, uh, developed products for both Tom Ford and Lab Series. So he had this amazing background of high efficacy, high performing skincare. Um, and what I learned from him, and as we talked about some of the important inputs of these products, is A, we wanted to start with a really strong foundational base of products, uh, but B, just using and supplementing with, with really strong inputs. So for instance, in our face wash, uh, we have a, a, you know a light but very uh, very effective exfoliant, and it's actually crushed bamboo. So we tried 36 different exfoliates, but we wanted something that would be effective, um, but it wouldn't be too abrasive or harsh on the skin. So our product development process was was probably north of 15 months, and we were incredibly rigorous about figuring out what were the right inputs for these products so that, you know, this guy could, to your point, not only look his best self each and every day, but also feel his best self each and every day. And that was something that we really wanted to cultivate. We feel that that is kind of the emotional tie to the brand is how you feel after using these products. Yeah. yeah when so I am the guy who has, has thrown money at the problem, you know, who has tried all kinds of things out there. Um, because also, yeah, personally, on my story, I'm a, I'm a bald guy, okay, <laughs> who's 46 years old, 
And as much as I try to control, you know, what, what I can control with the way my body looks and exercising and the food that I take in and everything else, you know, one thing that, that is at the forefront of all this is, you know, just how your skin looks as you get older, you know, clear spots, bags under my eyes, everything else. I don't have any hair to shield any of this stuff <laughs> at all. Um, and I don't have the time or the patients to look at necessarily 36 different types of exfoliants in there. <laughs> sure. But, I, you know, so I think you're talking to the guy, but I've tried and thrown a lot of money at, at the problem. I guess where I'm going with this is how do we get guys to care, you know, in a way, or make that decision to go here on, or is it as simple as, hey, they just want to hear from somebody that they know, like, respect, and relate to? You know, how do you see that? Yeah, it's, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought exercise. You know, I think it, it's it's twofold. One, we firmly believe that guys are certainly becoming more conscious of how they're eating, how they're working out, how they're taking care of themselves, how they're dressing, um, versus maybe what they were doing, you know, as few as five years ago, right? You've seen the explosion of boutique fitness, which is a perfect example of that. You know, guys are trading in their ten dollar lunch crunch membership to go to a $22 Orange Theory class or a $28 Soul Cycle class. So there is this notion of kind of self-investment, which has been really interesting to kind of see progress over time. But to your latter point, I do think there was, and this is kind of partially the reason why we launched Huron, there weren't many brands out there that were really resonating with this guy um, and kind of helping to coach him along the way, right? Like we aren't sitting in some ivory tower saying, you need to have these 12 steps in your morning routine to have perfect skin. It's just not realistic. And we're all way too busy to have that as part of our morning routine. So what we tried to do is say, you know, if you were to boil things down, let's create the best basics products that we could offer. So right now we have a body wash, a face wash, a face lotion. All the products are meant to last, you know, at least 24 hours. They're multifunctioning. They're multidimensional. And again, they kind of fill that void of if I don't really know what to do and I don't really have someone helping me along the way, whether that's wife, girlfriend, older brother, whomever, like where do I turn? And previously your options were whatever you would buy at your local pharmacy or you'd spend hours reading, you know, GQ blogs or what have you, and that's just not efficient. Um, So for us, we aspire to be kind of that, almost an older brother type figure that says, we don't know everything, but here's what we've learned along the way. And here's what's worked for us. And by the way, like we've spent months, you know, a year plus developing this product, especially for guys like you. Um, So it's a little bit twofold of, you you know, we can kind of see guys turning the corner and starting to invest in themselves a bit, which is a tremendous tailwind for us, but also trying to fill that void of a brand that's relatable, that speaks the same language that, you know, isn't just for guys who are 6'4 and have a 12-pack. Like, it's it really, we wanted to cultivate a brand for guys everywhere who care about what they look and feel like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So you have this idea, this, this inspiration to establish and create Huron, and, and you're a smart guy. I looked at your background. Just this Brown is in there and Stanford is in there and working life. So when, when you get this idea to start Huron and a brand, a consumer product good brand going into, while there may not be as much specifically geared towards men and exactly kind of what you're going for, a very crowded and competitive 
an expensive marketplace. Sure. What are the steps you take to get it going? Um, and also maybe like how many people told you you were just fucking crazy, you know, and, and, and don't do this and how do you overcome that? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the lowest hanging fruit of that question is the last part. And the answer was a lot, you know, a lot of people were like, what do you mean? Like, there's 30 brands on, on the shelves at Target and Walgreens. Um, but, you know, my, my favorite stat to kind of counterbalance that is, well, you know, 255 Americans used body wash last year. So find me a category that's larger and, you know, I'll call it a bluff. So for me, there was still tremendous white space that I thought that we could really sprint at. And how I arrived at that notion was kind of twofold. So right, right after I graduated from Stanford, uh, where I went for business school, so kind of 27 time frame, you know, I had this notion that I wasn't an N of one. You know, I wasn't the only guy to have experienced skin issues previously who wanted a better option but didn't want to take out a second mortgage to afford the products he was buying, right? So we, we actually circulated a survey to about 1,500 guys to better understand consumer behavior but also purchasing behavior. So we asked questions like, you know, do you buy your own products? Does someone buy on your behalf? Do you purchase on Amazon? You know, what's kind of the price ceiling? Which products do you currently use? Which products would you use? Which brands are you familiar with? And we got so many data points, which was so informative. And then we actually took those data points and rolled them into a fake brand. So in Q1 of 2018, uh, we launched this fake brand and ran social campaigns all over the country. So we were testing kind of all-natural men's skin care versus vegan men's skin care versus better-for-you men's skin care to see, you know, with something more enticing than something else externally to these consumers such that they would click through to the site. And then once he or she clicked through to the site, we developed about 60 different product pages. So ranging from toothpaste to shampoo to conditioner to bar soap to, uh, to concealer, you know, almost anything under the sun to see, you know, what these subset of consumers actually wanted from a brand. And I think, you know, while people say, like, wow, that's, like, a really interesting idea, like, you know, amazing. For me, it was a pure risk mitigation strategy, right? You know, I just graduated business school. You know, I took out loans. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was ready to pursue this full time and maybe not take a salary for a year, you know, is there something worth sprinting at? In just that, you know, few weekends alone of doing that exercise, we had just tremendous results. And, and that was probably the most inspirational piece to date for me to say, I think this is still largely an untapped market where we can create a brand that still resonates with this guy and that he could conceivably turn to us for any question that he may have in the bathroom. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, it raises a couple of things I want to ask you about, too, because I think regardless of whether you're just graduating business school and looking for something you can sprint at, or you may be in the next phase of your life and in a job or a career for a long period of time thinking about maybe doing doing something else. I've got a couple of questions there. One, were you working at the time that you were uh, t- putting up the fake social accounts, like doing your due diligence? And then, and then two, if not like, how did you fund how did you fund that or say, okay, again, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this to determine whether I'm going to take that full step, you know, and, and do that. I think, you know, you always hear there's never a perfect time. It's not the right time or I don't have the money or I don't have this. I'm always really 
fascinated by how entrepreneurs make that leap. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, when I graduated, you know, I was lucky that I saved up, uh, you know, a little bit of money before business school and I kind of tapped into that, but, but I was still working. So I was doing some part-time consulting work for a few brands in New York to kind of keep the lights on and, and, uh, and eat every day, uh, but was kind of moonlighting as an entrepreneur, right? And, and I think one of the things that I've learned throughout this process is you can find a million reasons to say no or find a million ways to say that this is too difficult or it's probably not going to work. Um, but on the flip side, I've also been surprised about how many people will, you know, will come up to me or will be in conversation and they just kind of pour out their emotions that, oh, gosh, I had this idea. I really wish I would pursue it, but, you know, you know, uh, the timing's not right, or I'm about to get on, or I'm, I'm up for promotion, or, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move into my house or buy a home. Like, the timing is just never going to be right. Um, but I think what was always intriguing for me was, you know, I'd spent some time in an early-stage startup after college at Bonobos. I had worked on the consumer investing side of things. So, I, you know, I had this thesis kind of brewing in the back of my mind for quite some time, and I just kind of came to grips that, look, you know, it's, there's never going to be a perfect time, right? And I felt probably with the most conviction that I had to date that the time was actually now if I were to, to take the leap, so to speak. So, I, you know, I ended up kind of making this decision that this would be something worthwhile in my pursuit. Mm-hmm. So after the fake social accounts, putting it up, you determine that this is, this is going to be your full-time pursuit. Talk to me a little bit about the name kind of the branding, the, the red, white, and blue color scheme. And I open up the box, and, it, and it's just really, really cool. Not only do you talk about, you know, it's always nice when, when a pretty girl tells you that it smells nice, you know, <laughs> and, and everything else. But you open it up, and it's red, white, and blue. It's clean. Um, I'm curious about, about the name, and then we'll even do a deeper dive into, you know, even my experiences with the product itself. But let's start us off there. Sure. So kind of in, in thinking about the brand and thinking about, you know, launch strategy and name and color scheme and tone of voice, I mean, those are so, so, imper- so, so important um, and imperative to overall scale of the company, especially a D2C brand, because you are constantly consumer facing. So from my days at Bonobos, I, I kind of learned the power of brand. And when we were just getting started, we knew that we had to probably partner up with a creative agency to help bring this brand to life. Uh, so we interviewed, actually interviewed 31 different creative agencies, which was a very taxing few months last spring. Um, but what I was solving for is ultimately a group that I felt really close with and comfortable with who could help grow and scale kind of a pre-launch brand, but also a group who understood a consumer who lived everywhere not just in New York, not just in LA, not just in SF, but who knew how to talk to a guy from Cincinnati like myself or Cleveland or Columbus or Kansas City or Houston or wherever. That was just also very, very important to me. We ended up partnering with, uh, with an agency here in New York uh, called Gin Lane, actually now called Pattern Brands. Um, but they did a, just a masterful job. You know, oddly enough, the, the red, white, and blue wasn't something we were necessarily gunning at to start. But what we did is we said, you know, what does the current men's care landscape look and feel like? So we went to Walgreens, we went to Target, we ordered a bunch of stuff online, and we just threw all the products on a conference table. 
And we found some similarities. You know, thing, things were tall, dark, slender, matte, et cetera. Well, how can we be just wildly different? So well, why don't we be short, fat, white, with a little bit of sheen, and maybe use red? And it just so happened that kind of red, white, and blue kind of emerged. But how fitting for a brand um, that's kind of targeting guys everywhere than a color scheme of red, white, and blue. So I couldn't be happier about where that shook out. The name is, is quite interesting as well. So the Huron actually comes from the street that I lived on in Chicago when probably my skin issues were at their worst. So it, it, it's cool because, you know, it's a constant daily reminder for me just to kind of to channel that consumer, right? If we can help a guy who, who may not feel great about how he looks and feels every day, you know, can we be that brand that speaks to him in the right way, uh, that maybe helps clear his complexion a little bit, or at the very least gives him a little bit of self-confidence boost, then that's an awesome opportunity. And, that, and that's a, you know, that means more to us than any KPI can measure. Um, so, you know, in short, kind of power of brand, which is something we believed in from short, red, white, and blue, couldn't be more happy about, invested a lot into packaging and thinking about the unboxing experience. Uh, and then the name kind of traces its origin to, to some of my days living in Chicago in the Midwest. Yep. No, I, I appreciate all of this. And as you're talking, uh, particularly about your own personal experiences with skin issues and stuff, I think, you know, obviously, from from my perspective, it really hits home. One, having had my own challenges with it, and quite frankly, still now having different challenges. You know, you go from young problematic skin to quite frankly old problematic skin. You know, sure. and, and managing it to also having a 16 year old, you know, and a 13 year old who are now experiencing their own issues uh, yep. as well. And I stuck the products, you know, in in their bathrooms also and said, look, guys, we're going to, we're going to all try this, you know, for, for a while. Um, because what you're looking for, again, is you're looking to find something that works, you know, on yep. all levels. Um, with everybody being different, but testing the waters in the market and the products out there, because it plays such a huge impact on you and your confidence and your ability to go out, I think, and perform at your best that you really do when, when you look better. When you have clearer skin, you know, that's out there, when you're not self-conscious about it, and when you find things that, that really work. So I connect with that a lot as, you know, on a personal level, as a father and as an individual using the products right now. And we've had great experience, and that's just an unbiased opinion, you know, on it. No, no, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate that. And it, it's feedback like that that makes this exercise and makes this journey so, so fun. I mean, we, we've been receiving inbound emails daily from, you know, folks who maybe have never even used a face wash before. And they're like, this is amazing. All the way to folks who, you know, ha have purchased all the premium products and are like, I love this because I think it works just as well as the product that I pay 5X for. Um, so, you know, it, it's fun to get all those feedback data points and, and constantly have that feedback loop with the consumer, right? Um, so it's, that's what's made this this uh, this effort and this exercise so worthwhile thus far. Let me ask you a little bit about patience, because on a couple of uh, – you've referenced this a few times. One, we get back to that earlier part, and you talk about, okay, we checked out, you know, 31 different exfoliants, and then we interviewed, you know, 36 different creative and branding agencies. Sure. Where do you get the patience? You know, in this, today it seems like everyone – you know, people just rush, rush, rush. You know, they just jump, they either jump right into stuff or jump right out of stuff. You don't necessarily allow things the time, you know, and, and 
to to develop, but also have the confidence to just evaluate even what they don't know, you know, and take the time to figure out what we don't know or look at data and not just go off of our own just gut instincts. But what's you seem pretty patient, especially for a startup, too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, maybe patient to a fault. You know, for, to some, I like to call myself decisively indecisive. Um, so, you know, there, there are certainly times where, you know, maybe all 31 agencies didn't need to uh, war- warrant a discussion. Uh, but at the same time, I, I would maybe consider it thorough. Like, I just feel like, we wanted to get the brand off the ground in the right way and kind of building that foundation up front. We wanted those pillars to be very, very strong. I think where I've needed to improve as an entrepreneur over time is just quit killing things that are imperative to the growth of the immediate growth of the brand, right? Because my job now is to hire people that are way smarter than I am, drive revenue and keep customers coming back. Right. Um, so right now, how I'm thinking on a day-to-day basis is if there's an opportunity that emerges or an inbound email comes in that doesn't touch on one of those three things, it's noise. And I just have to table it. Now, I'll respond to every email. I'll respond to every LinkedIn message. Um, but oftentimes it's, you know, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. Sorry, just not the right time. Maybe let's either connect in a few months or, you know, we already have someone doing this, but, but best of luck, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I just believe that if, if someone takes the time to write you a note, then you, they're worthy of a response. Um, but I, I've migrated away from the need to then have a follow-up call with that person or uh, in, engage in some lengthy email conversation. I've gotten more, I should say, I've gotten better with my time because time is our most finite resource, right? And you're not going to get any of that back. So you have to be super prudent about the decisions you're making, um, and where you're deciding to ultimately invest that time. Yeah. But that's certainly been a learning of mine in the past six to eight months. You know, it, it leads towards kind of keeping your circle maybe a little tighter again and managing your time and not letting everybody in because of the bandwidth that you have you know, available. Um, if I can ask you this, and you tell me, I, partnerships. You, mm-hmm. I mean, you've recently taken on um, some investment, you know, some partners. How do you approach? How do you approach those? Yeah, really good question, and and, and I think you you actually used the perfect word. Uh, so at, at the early stage for us, I, I was looking for partners. Uh, you, you know that we live in a day and age where there's a lot of folks who can write checks of various sizes, but for me, I've never launched a business before, right? So what I've tried to do is surround myself with folks who have built audiences before and who can help us grow and scale, whether that's from a check writing capacity or from an advisory relationship. So for instance, um, you know, one of our investors, but also a close advisor of mine uh, is a guy by the name of Peter Rahal, who's the founder of RxBar, uh, Jason Kalipa, who's a former CrossFit Games champions and advisor. Uh, you know, like I said, as an early employee at Novo, so some of those folks have been helpful in advising. Um, so, so really from its early stage, you know, I, I try to have the self-awareness of, You've never done this before, so give the business its best fighting chance to succeed by surrounding yourself with people you can lean on. Because let's face it, like we're going to face problems daily that we just didn't budget for, right? 
So if there's a, you know, a network that we have already ingrained into the business that can help us peek around corners, that can help us sidestep issues, that can help us hire appropriately, cultivate culture, you know, these little things that are so imperative to the early stages of a brand, then we're giving ourselves a, a fighting chance to win. Um, and I think the capital raising process is really no different. You know, you, they're evaluating our business just like we're evaluating them. You know, what is your value add as a capital provider? You know, what do you bring to the table? Do you have retail relationships? Do you have a strong Rolodex of marketing talent? You know, what do you actually bring to this equation? Or are you just interested from a check-writing capacity? And for some, that's totally fine. But I think mm -hmm. for, for, for me and for Huron, we are trying to find kind of that perfect marriage of both. Yep. Do you listen? Like, how, as far as kind of, you know, being the the head guy, you know, being the visionary for Huron, um, can you listen to the outside voices, advisors? I mean, you're rattling off names of also uh, some some pretty unsuccessful people, you know, there too. You know, in, in Ray Hall and I have certainly, I think, contributed to his success with the thousands of RX bars I've ingested over time, you know? <laughs> and, and and Khalifa is certainly a a role model, you know, for me as a cross as a crossfitter in the AMRAP menta mentality. I mean, and you're surrounding yourself with some pretty successful and influential people. How do you balance kind of the the listening, you know, with your own gut, you know, and vision? You know, if you've got to those points where, hey, we can also agree to disagree too, or has it been harmonious in alignment? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question. I mean, I think one of the one of the ideas that I learned I, actually fairly recently, within the last year or two, which has been very relevant for this journey that I'm currently on, is this notion of the golden ratio, which is you have two ears to one mouth, so you should listen and speak accordingly. And I think for, for me, that's been really really helpful in not only engaging our advisory base, but also talking to capital providers and the like. And I, I'd like to think that I'm a good listener. Um, but I, I, you know, what, what I've tried to do with, with some of the, you know, the names that are involved with this brand who are, who have been so, so helpful to date is really reach out to them with specific questions uh, and then kind of take tidbits from their responses, which I think would be really, really helpful and, and easy to implement into our business, right? So it's not so much as a, they say jump, I say how high, but it's more so of a, hey, Jason, here's two thoughts that I have about how we can really scale this thing. What do you think? And then he may respond back and say, oh, I, I really love one. Here's how I can help. And two is bad for ABC reasons. Um, and, and, and that's great for me, right? Because again, this is one big game of time and resource allocation. And if he knows the space better than I do that I'm inquiring about, because that's why I'm asking him, then I should place, you know, a, a pretty significant amount of, of emphasis on what his response is. So I, you know, I think they're learning, or, yeah, listening is something you can constantly improve upon. Um, but I've, I've really tried to kind of adhere to this notion of the, the two ears, one mouth rule. Yep. Now I I'm, I just wrote that down, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to do my best to to remember that and function that way. Uh, certainly as I go into my one o'clock meeting today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I'm going to keep that keep that top of mind for sure. Um, straight question, just on on the brand and the use of the products them, themselves, as as we jump around a little bit. How do you want guys to use your Huron? Like, what's the what's the daily usage? If you could map it out, say, hey, do this, do this, do this. I think that's what's interesting about Huron is we are not prescriptive to this guy, right? Like we get it. Sometimes you wake up, maybe you had one or two too many beers last night and you're not feeling great. And you know what? You decide today is not the day you're washing your face. So be it, right? But what we're trying to do is provide a branded platform of awesome products that gives this guy access to high-quality skincare and personal care. I think what we've tried to do in the packaging, which you've seen, is actually on the tube or on the bottle, kind of suggest about how much of the product to use. Because let's face it, as guys, we're, we're pretty heavy-handed. And if you take a bottle of body wash, you're probably going to dispense about six times as much body wash as you probably need. Like, so on our bottles, on our body wash bottles, for instance, it says quarter size and scrub. Because mm-hmm. literally our, our formula is, is so powerful and um, you know, you just don't need a ton of it. So if you, you know, uh, dispense about a quarter size of the product, that should be more than enough to do the trick. Um, so we're, again, it's kind of like playful education along the way. Um, you know, ideally in a perfect world, we would love to have our consumers use the basics every day, the body wash, face wash, face lotion. We firmly believe you know, we want it for a reason. Those are kind of the, the necessary blocking and tackling to have, uh, good, healthy, you know, um, uh, good feeling, et cetera, skin. Uh, and then as, as we increase the assortment and launch new products, those may not be for everyone. So, you know, no offense, Greg, but you may not be a huge buyer of our hair pomade, right? Um, <laughs> but, but hopefully you may be willing to dabble in our anti-aging uh, eye stick which is a tremendous performer thus far. We've done a little pre-release and it's been selling like wildfire. Um, so, you know, what, what we're trying to do is, is really offer our guys a number of different options. We aren't telling him that he has to use every every day. But what we would like to say is great. Like over time, we, we really believe that we can create the products that you would want and maybe the products that you would like, even if you, know, even if you don't know you would like them yet. Um, so kind of thinking ahead of the curve a little bit. Yeah, I, spot on. I did notice the the suggestions in plain, simple English or or currency. You know, of the of the quarter and the dime and how much to use. And I'm personally guilty of this, whereas I think a lot of guys are too. Well, if a little is good, then a lot must be fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> so, so that's what we're gonna we're gonna do. But to your point, you know, you also you burn through products faster than you need totally. to. You know. Which which comes out to getting back into value, you know, and if you are, you know, using it responsibly, you are spending a fair value amount of money out there versus going through it twice as fast, and then the next thing you know, you're back on par with what you're spending for a more expensive and, and inferior product. Um, yep. Yep. It's out there. What I've also learned from experience in this follow the instructions, especially with, with skincare, is you know, certainly with with bad skin or acne, for, for sure, somebody gives you something that they say can take away acne or make your skin better, and they tell you what the dosage is, and you immediately, like, triple it because you want that thing gone, you know? Yeah. 
And the next thing you know, you've completely screwed up your skin worse. You're drying out. You're flaking. You've got, it's red, everything else. And you start to realize that these instructions and directions are there for an actual reason, you know, right. overall. So as I learned this stuff personally, and then I try to actually expel it as a parent, you know, as well, if it's going on, I thought it was kind of really refreshing to see the instructions on the bottles and say, just try to use this thing as they actually instruct, and it's beneficial. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think it kind of circles back to one of our brand pillars of just being very open, honest, um, and transparent. Right. Like, of course, we cannot put that on the bottle and some guys would still dispense way too much product. And we've had people say, well, why would you put that? Like people will come back more frequently and, and buy more product from me. I'm like, but that, but that's not the end goal for us. The end goal for us is to create an amazing line of products that guys really like. They incorporate into their daily routine and they want to come back from us because they appreciate the product and like the brand. Our job is not to eke out every single penny, dime, nickel from this consumer that we possibly can. That's just not the MO. And if it were the MO, then, you know, we, our formulas would be much cheaper than they are and our price points would be much higher than they are. But, again, that's, that's not the goal. The goal is to create this amazing one-on-one type engagement or relationship with our guys such that they, they trust us, they value our opinion, and they hopefully come back over time. Yep, spot, spot on. I'm going to ask you about uh, the eye stick. Is it, I, think it's, I think it's a stick coming up, right? It's a stick, yep. It's a stick, okay. This is huge. <laughs> I, I think this is huge because I have played around with these products for a while. One thing that I deal with a lot is inflammation. You know, it, it's a hot mm-hmm. topic right now. Um, inflammation, specifically as you get a little bit older also, um, and, and where it shows up. For me, inflammation or puffiness shows up in my, both my under eye and eyelid areas, mm-hmm. one side more than the other. But, I mean, one of the things, as we generalize this a little bit, is, you know, one of the things that can make you look older faster, you know, is, is your eyes. So this is an area you guys are attacking. Tell me a little bit about this because it's something I use now every day, not from you yet, but I'm certainly looking forward to that evaluation and putting it into the equation because it's a top priority thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly a product that we're really, really excited about. And I, and I think for us, you know, uh, again, a theme that's kind of central to Huron is we wanted to create products that are sensorial in nature, right? So we felt it to be a, a, a long putt to say to this guy, hey, here's a product that's way better for you than what you're currently using. It's, I don't know, making something up. You know, it's 5X, which you currently pay for Dove, and it's a white cream that has no fragrance and there's no texture. Well, it's like, what am I supposed to be getting out of this experience, right? So we've really thought a lot about the overall experience of our products in use. So, I mean, you've used the body wash. You get a huge kick of kind of menthol and eucalyptus when you're using the product, and it's very experiential, and the lather's great, but it, you know, it wipes, it wipes nice, it wipes down nice, the fragrance is fleeting, et cetera. Similar type notion we've incorporated into the eye stick. So for us, it's kind of threefold. One is this notion of cooling. So on the applicator, it's actually a stainless steel rollerball. So you'll get an immediate cooling sensation on application from the rollerball. Secondly, there's actually a cooling agent in the serum. So there's this soothing, relieving feeling about two to three seconds after application where you can actually feel the cooling agent starting to work. 
And then third, as you hydrate that area around the eye, it actually helps reduce the signs of fine lines in aging. So as as the product um, as the product dries, you actually feel like this tightening sensation, which is which is pretty cool. But it's actually the product going to work. So again, we try to tie in some of these sensorial responses to you know I feel this product working, I like how it works. Um, and behind the scenes, you actually have some really good actors you know going to work. Yep, love it. Absolutely looking forward to it because as much as I love my my sunglasses, particularly my lame <laughs> sunglasses, and, and a shout out to, to, to Jeff that he's been on the show too, my, my favorite sunglass brand, I would like to be able to take my glasses off the content. <laughs> well, we can, we'll do our best to make that happen. Cool. The guy on your website, okay, I got to ask you, okay? Yep. There's this guy in your how do you pick the guy? Who's the guy and how do you pick the guy? He's got this beard. Yeah. He's bring up. He's got this arm tattoo. He's kind of in shape, kind of a little not, you know, a little, you know. And I, with all the research and everything that you guys have done on every day, I was just curious, who's the guy? How do you pick him? Yeah, this is a really funny story. So we were all huddled in the gym lane offices um, ahead of our photo shoot, which is obviously very important for a D2C brand. You need assets to put on the website for social media, et cetera. And we were kind of discussing which modeling agency to use. And I kind of said, modeling agency, like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, like, well, we need to cast models for our photo shoot, et cetera. And I was like, well, we're not going to use models. Like, why don't we just walk the streets and find guys who would fit the mold for us and have them come by for the shoot? And there was kind of a look around the room and a moment of pause, like, well, I, you know, I guess we could do that. But there is some validity of having, like, a model who knows what they're doing with the products. And I was like, well, there's also kind of like this innocence or this unknown that I would like to capture because maybe there are some guys who haven't used a moisturizer before or have never applied an eye stick before, right? And I think capturing that would be really, really cool for the brand. So we actually spent a weekend just walking around lower Manhattan, literally going up to guys on the street and saying, Here's our brand. If we're having a photo shoot on Tuesday, we'll give you some money. We may or may not have some beers on hand. Like, do you want to come hang out and do this? And the guy who's our uh, who's our model for the body wash, the guy in the shower, is this guy. He's also his name Matt. Is an absolute unit. He's like six seven. He's huge, um, and he's an elevator installation man. Uh, and we we literally walked into a construction site to get his attention. And he was like, yes, I'm on board. That sounds great. He came by. He was a, he was a total hit. Uh, our behind-the-scenes photos and videos are absolutely hilarious. Uh, and it, it was a really fun day. But that, for me, was, was a really cool moment to say, like, you know, we aren't going to go pay X modeling agency Y dollars. We're going to pay these, certainly pay these guys their fair share, but let's get real guys because this is what the brand is about. It's about the everyday guy, the guy who – um, you know, is going to his son's hockey practice after work, or it's the guy who is going to the gym in the mornings, but then, you know, is a senior marketing executive at X-Firm. Like, these are the guys we want, not the guys who maybe live in front of a, you know, a camera all day, every day. I just wanted to kind of show this kind of element of authenticity or relatability that hopefully is kind of permeating our brand. Yep. L- love it. All, all, all great and valid touch points uh to build that kind of not only the brand awareness, but ideally the loyalty and the authenticity to the product. So 
where do you go to get? So we listened to the story. Where do you, where do you go to get it? How do you find how do you find Huron now? Um, wherever you are, and and give it a shot because I think you sat here and and believing in what you do and putting it out there and myself as somebody who is trying it and on it. You know the the value I see is in how do we get the word out? How do we get more guys trying things and letting them believe and buy into things? You know on their own. Where do, sure. where do we go? Mm-hmm. So our uh, our website is usehuron.com, U-S-E-H-U-R-O-N.com. Uh, on social, we're usehuron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and I'm Matt at usehuron.com. So any questions, any comments, uh, feedback, you can always ping me, um, and you know I'm, I'm happy to respond and to engage because that's that's our lifeblood. Our our consumers are lifeblood. Uh, so uh, reach out to me at any time, but you know, would would certainly love to have uh, some more consumers on board for sure. Now, I, I love it. I want to thank you for for all your time for letting us chat about a subject. Um, you know, that's really personal. As I said, for me myself and as a father, and you know, what we're trying to do here with the midlife male is really helping guys, you know, navigate middle age to achieve a better quality of life and taking good care of yourself internally, externally. Um, with your family, your kids, yourself is is a big is a big deal here. So I'm a fan, and I appreciate it, uh, and I've enjoyed using your products and learning more about it. So Matt, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks so much. And just in closing, I mean, you, you touched on a point that I really like. You know, one of our taglines is "We're here to help you help yourself," right? So you know, we're not going to bark at you about which products you should be buying, using, etc. Um, we just want to create the optionality for you to uh, to make healthy decisions in the bathroom. But thanks so much for the time. This has been awesome. Hey, you got it. Matt Mullinex, usehuron.com. Check it out. I think we got a midlife male code, too. We do. Yeah. We, we do. do. I believe it's MLM20, I think, for 20% off. Yes, uh, MLM20 for 20% off. Your first orders, get out there. Try it. We'd love to get everybody's feedback on it also. Matt, I appreciate your generosity, all your time. Usehuron.com. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheinman, presented by Ends Group. Ends Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit endsgroup.net. All right, guys, I want to talk a little bit about Mascot Books. They are one of the country's leading hybrid book publishers, and they can take your big idea and transform it into a print or digital book that matches your voice and vision. Whether your story is one of growth, balance, success, or all of the above, Mascot Books will bring it to life. Head over to mascotbooks.com to learn more. I am a big believer that everybody has a story. Everybody's got a book in them. Not just the athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, risk takers, but everybody. You know you've got an idea for a book. If you do, if you want to put it out there, head on over to mascotbooks.com. These guys are the best in the business. I have known Naren Ariel and his crew at Mascot Books for years. I've had him on the Midlife Mail podcast. Go back and check that out. We've also had a couple of his authors on the show as well. If you've got that story in you, if you want to be an author, you can do it. Mascotbooks.com. I want to thank these guys for supporting the show, keeping the midlife male movement growing. 
Mascot Books. Check it out.